Was he a good tennis player? Um, he was a great soccer player. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love that answer. Yeah. <laughs> Does your dad speak English well? Not really. He he always jokes he knows it on the bar level. <laughs> uh, hey, that's all you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot of drills in tennis that we do back home and that are the same here, but it's different name and the way they explain it is different. So I'll be standing there and she'll be explaining the drill and I have no idea what we're doing. And then I go on the court and I was like, oh, I've been doing this for like five years back home. So I was like, I know exactly what it is. Our, our coaches always joke how my freshman year, I didn't say two words to them because I just, I, it took me so long to process what they were saying. I couldn't come up with anything to say back. Um, and like my coaches will be coaching me on the bench and they come up and like, are you okay? Can you hear us? It's <laughs> like, you're there. You're understanding. You're deaf. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then, and now they're joking how like, and now you don't stop talking. I was like, well, <laughs> you brought it on yourself. So they had tourist visas when everything started and then they just traveled for four days, I think, um, because it was so hard to get out of the country. And then they had to also navigate in Europe and then fly out of Europe to come here. So, Welcome back to another rep. My name is Steve Hagen. Thanks so much for dialing in. I know you got a million, million opportunities to listen to a whole bunch of other stuff and you've chosen to listen to this. So that fires me up. Thank you so much for doing that. If you like it, hit like, hit subscribe and share it and tell your people to hit like and hit subscribe as well. And then we get to share our reps with everybody. So that's what this is all about. Sharing each other's reps. Because how we're repping helps somebody else. And that's what this is all about. Today's show is a great one. So turn it up so you don't miss one word of it. We're going to welcome Kate. And I'm not even going to give Kate an introduction. I just want you to hear her story. So let's go, Kate. Welcome to another rep. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another rep. I have a super tennis player on today, and it's just so fun. She plays at Lipscomb. Her name is Kate, and um, we're going to let her tell you her story, but uh, she started in a far-off land, and now she's here playing at Lipscomb in uh, in Nashville. And uh, so welcome to another rep, Kate. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> what... Uh, um, you're a great tennis player, by the way. I was just out at your match, and it was just so fun to watch you play. I love, first of all, I love watching tennis. I could watch tennis all day. I, I can watch tennis better than I can play tennis. Hey, um, that's kind of how I was when I started. So, <laughs> <laughs> when did you start? Let's talk about that. Um, I started when I was seven, like six or seven. Yeah. Um, I tried a bunch of different sports, but tennis was the one that. Uh, I think all my friends picked and <laughs> I like the most too, just cause I don't know it. We played a lot of games at little practices, different sports as well. So it was, it was more fun, more interactive. So what other sports did you play growing up? I tried like swimming for a little bit. I tried um, dancing, um, gymnastics for like a week. So <laughs> <laughs> Um, none of those really stuck. Swimming, so. swimming's too hard for me anyways. That's just too much. Dancing, uh, it takes a little more skill, I think. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I, I was, I was in Dency for about a year and, um, it was fun, but it's not, it wasn't, it was dancing and tennis. And then when I come down to pick one, I was like tennis for sure. That's how you got such great feet. You were dancing. <laughs> I Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Kate started playing tennis in the Ukraine. So let's talk about that. Cause it's different than America in the, in the way of uh, structure. Cause we, we get to play sports in school here. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case in Europe, is it? No. So when you started playing tennis, you were like, you said seven or eight years old. So what did that look like for you? Um, the reason a lot of kids start with sports just because parents wants them to like get their energy somewhere. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of how it is back home, but it is not connected to like school. Um, usually our parents like find a club that they want us to go to and try out either swimming or tennis or whatever it is. Um, so we, um, my dad is a soccer player, professional soccer player. So he, on like at very early age, was like, they're going in sports. They're doing something. I knew I loved your dad. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So he was the one who's like, just go try do something. And, um, you didn't like, you didn't want to go do soccer. It wasn't as big for girls back home. Um, but now that I think back, it's probably for the best because our wouldn't be able to get rid of, the, of my dad yeah. coaching so <laughs> want to coach you every single second yes and I don't think I'll be able he still did uh with tennis but so I can't even imagine what it would have been with was soccer. he a good tennis player um he was a great soccer player <laughs> um, I love that answer yeah <laughs> And he was, he's a good coach. He, he coached me not so much in like tennis skills or anything. It was more like, you know, in the match, you should be, you should be more tough or you shouldn't look at it this way or shouldn't, you shouldn't be. So it was more like mental, I guess. Yeah. Uh, coaching that he was giving me. So it was, it was helpful. It was just sometimes it's just like, I want to time out. I'm at home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dad, I got this. I got this. Yeah. yeah. Is he still playing soccer? He's coaching. He's coaching. Okay. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. So you started playing and then um, they don't really have teams like, you know, like for instance, my high school team, Thousand Oaks Lancers would go play the Newberry Park Panthers. Mm-hmm. Our tennis team would go play their tennis team. That's not really how it is over there, is it in Europe? No, no. Um, so every woman for herself. Yes, pretty much. Every, every man, every woman for herself um, or himself. But we have like a club um, that you train at and you have people who train at the same club. Yeah. So I think that's the closest thing to a team that you have. Um, And we like practice together. We travel sometimes for tournaments together. um, And we just, but we just kind of like organize them themselves. It's like, oh, this tournament looks good. Do you guys want to come? And there's like two people who agree to come and then you travel with the two people that agreed to go. Um, And then uh, but then we go to the tournament and if we're lucky enough, we play each other or uh, so it's almost like you, it's like a group of people that you train with and you, that you travel with, but at the end of the day, you know, they're your opponent and they're in the ranking to beat you in the ranking. Did you so, ever play out of the country? Did you ever play out of Ukraine, like go to wherever and play whomever? Yeah, we, I went, I traveled a bit. I traveled to like Moldova, Tunisia, um, Turkey. Um, Turkey, that's Tunisia. a long way away, isn't it? 
not as far as U.S., but. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, in, in relationship from Nashville, how far would Turkey be away? Like, would it be to yeah. New York City or something like that? Or um, What is it, like 300 miles? Or I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't even know. I, I think it's like a three-hour flight. Like okay two, yeah so, it's, it's, so it's, yeah i it's guess i guess new york yeah yeah very yeah. cool yeah. so you kept playing you played yourself around you got good then what did high school look i mean you were doing that in high school <clears throat> and um they don't have organized sports in high school it's still club sports right <clears throat> so how do you get recruited like you got recruited and who all recruited you um our coaches um <laughs> When I was in high school, um, a lot of kids my age started to look for going to study abroad because we learned that U.S. does the where you can get your education while playing tennis and also get some scholarship out of it. So you don't have to pay millions, not millions, <laughs> but, <laughs> but is, is college really money. expensive in Ukraine. No, but you don't get the chance to like play and study yeah compete yeah yeah um and also just just the equivalent of the u.s degree like call it u.s college degree in ukraine is just it'll take you places if you go back home really and yeah because it, it just they just value it so much because it's it means that you know the language you've been in the environment and um back home i feel like everyone like praises business models in the u.s because they just work so great so you're uh, super fluent in English. How fluent in English were you in high school and you when when you were going through that process of getting recruited and and was it a Ukrainian coach that came back over or was it an American coach that that went to Ukraine? How'd that whole process go? Um so the coaches were reaching out from because because college tennis in US is so international. Like yeah. every team we played, we have at least one non-American, if not the other way around. When I came um, to Lipscomb, we don't have any Americans on the team. Um, really? And the, yeah, none. Um, 100% so, Ukrainian. Huh? 100% Ukrainian? Uh, I think it was like, we had four out of, three out of seven were Ukrainian. So wow. almost 50. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a big percentage, but a lot of us are international. So the coaches here for tennis, at least they're used to looking on like international rankings and um, a lot of players are reaching out to coaches and just like emailing the videos off them playing tennis, just so the coaches can see what they're getting into. Yeah. And then just talking like on Facebook or any, any WhatsApp. Yeah. Somewhere to just, just connect. Yeah. And talk to the person so, so um, who always recruiting you our coach so because when I came here there were already two Ukrainians on the team and I knew one of them really well oh, okay um so she kind of said oh there's this girl she's graduating high school she can play on the team and that's kind of how coach our coach looked into me yeah and my results and everything so she contacted me um and that's how it started isn't that crazy? And and what year in school were you then? Were you like a sophomore in high school or a junior or senior? Or what when was that? I 
I guess it was a junior if we translated to the uh, yeah. to American. I know it's it's different. It's yeah, different yeah. But I I was a junior for. So were you like, man, that's a long ways to go. I don't know. I don't know if I can, you know, leave my mom and you have a sister, a younger sister mm-hmm. and, you know, leave my family to go over to play tennis in America. Was that just like, ah, what was that emotion like for you? Um, yeah, I was, I was not sure about it uh, yeah. for a long time. I was like, maybe not. Cause, um, I really liked my setup back home. I had, I was playing tennis. I had my family by my side. My friends were there. Um, but it's a great opportunity and it came down to the fact that I, I will, I will regret it if I miss out on it. So, um, and then my friends were also planning on leaving the country and I knew a lot of changes were coming after high school anyway. So I was like, might as well just go with the best opportunity I have. And that's how were I, were your parents all for it? Were your parents all for it? Your mom, your dad, they were like, yeah. hey, you need to go. You need to go. Yeah. Well, my, like I said, my dad was always about, they have to like go in sports, try them out, like play sports. And he was great, like mental coach. Um, so my dad was like, if you have the chance to play tennis, like, and have this opportunity to play with different people and practice and learn more, why not like go? This sounds amazing. And then my mom was more on the academic side where she would like learn English and make sure you do your schoolwork. So she was just like getting education in the United States. That's no one passes on that. So, yeah. yeah. So they both were, they, they were, they were excited for me more than anything else. So they just. That's super cool because, you know, I've met your mom. She doesn't speak English well, unless she's just super shy and doesn't want to talk to me, but um, so I just love the fact that she's pushing you and, and encouraging you to do something that she maybe had the opportunity to do and didn't choose to do it, or just knows and sees your future. Like, Hey, you need to do this. Does your dad speak English? Well, not really. He, he always jokes. He knows it on the bar level. <laughs> hey, man, that's all you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's also he's also a big contributor to like me learning English because even in sports he was saying how um, he knows that there's so many opportunities that he missed out on because he didn't know English that well. Right. So it, uh, he was he was saying like learn learn and it'll open so many doors later on and I was like and here's one to the states so there you go yeah. things don't translate exactly though right because mm-hmm. when I went and coached in Italy. I coached the same sport. I coached American football in Italy, but it just doesn't translate uh, perfectly. Like, you know, like if I was speaking English to our American football players, they get it like that. Whereas um, I'm speaking English because they want to learn the game in English and play that game in English, but it just doesn't process as as quickly. Mm -hmm. How was that for you coming over here and I don't know, did you have a Ukrainian coach at all that could speak Ukrainian? Back when home, back home yeah. when I got here now. No. Um, I only had our, our two American coaches. So were you like, what'd she just say? <laughs> um, a little bit, because for me, it was 
the, the biggest adjustment because I came in and we didn't play a tournament for like a month and a half when I just got here. So we were just practicing. And there's a lot of drills in tennis that we do back home and that are the same here, but it's different name and the way they explain it is different. So I'll be standing there and she'll be explaining the drill and I have no idea what we're doing. And then I go on the court and I was like, oh, I've been doing this for like five years back home. So I was like, I know exactly what it is. But just like, Seeing yeah, is believing. Yeah. yeah. Seeing yeah. is believing. Yeah. That's so yeah. cool. Did your coach in, in the Ukraine speak English at all? No. No. Oh, wow. You yeah. just came from yeah. wow. Yeah. <laughs> so was, on a percentage from zero to 100, 100, you're totally fluent in English like you are now. Where were you when you arrived five years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, 20% or... 80%? Maybe, maybe like 40%, maybe 50. Oh. I, I was great at listening, not great at talking. Yeah. <laughs> our, our coaches always joke how my freshman year, I didn't say two words to them because I just, I, it took me so long to process what they were saying. I couldn't come up with anything to say back. Um, and like my coaches will be coaching me on the bench and they come up and it's like, are you okay? Can you hear us? I was like, you're there. You understand. You yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then, and now they're joking how like, and now you don't stop talking. And I was like, well, <laughs> <laughs> you brought it on yourself. You, you brought that on. How was school? Yeah. Like your freshman year walking into class where you just like, what the heck is going on here? Yeah. Um, School, I think because professors here are kind of used to international students. Um, and I took a lot of like very simple classes, like college algebra, which I've already covered in high school. Um, so it was a lot of like repetitive things. So it kind of gave me like a second to just process yeah. and learn to listen in English, I guess, and how, what would be the best way for me to do schooling here I guess did you record the class so you could kind of go back and no I I didn't I didn't even think of that (laughs) not that I think about it I probably would have I know Um, some guys like on my some kids on their players on my Italian football team because the ages were 18 to 41 right and they would watch YouTube videos of how uh you know like a play was taught or you know, because mm-hmm. you can get a million things on football, on American football. And so they would watch YouTube videos in English mm-hmm. and with the subtitles underneath so that they could learn English. And then they'd come back and they'd ask me the question that they saw on some YouTube video. And I'd be like, where'd you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, coach, we, you know, we, all, we watch a YouTube uh, and uh, uh-huh. <laughs> like, oh, wow, okay. So that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. So no, finally, YouTube is a great thing. What's that? YouTube is a great thing. It helps a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> through, it does. Through, it helps me a lot, school. like how to fix something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you finally got here and you're on this team, did that feel weird? Because now it wasn't like every woman for themselves. It was like, oh, I'm part of a team now. What What did that feel like? Yeah, it, it was very different. Um, I think... It helped me my freshman year because I was just kind of learning about it. I was I was like, I don't know. I don't know who I'm playing. I don't know what's going on. They're just like, go play over there. And I'm going and playing. And then 
this entire team just stands by the, by my side and cheers on me. And I was like, okay, I like this. <laughs> so, felt like a superstar. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, so I think it kind of helped, but it was definitely weird and an adjustment, especially, um, I think I didn't process it as much my freshman year, but, um, when I came into the team, I was the only freshman and we have all these like seniors and juniors, um, that already kind of knew the environment and knew what's going on. And they were helping me like kind of navigate through this. And because we all international, like I said, like when I got here, we had a girlfriend, we had two other Ukrainians and then we had a girl from England, Zimbabwe, um, uh, Austria. So like from everywhere. That's so and cool. Yeah. So because all of us came in here kind of by ourselves, didn't know anyone, we kind of like instantly become a family. So that's, that was like such an easy introduction for me to like all of them and just the way they helped me. But then when other people started coming in, like the next year when I was a sophomore, when we had three freshmen come in and then the year after we had two freshmen come in and I just watched myself through them, just be like, what is happening? I was like, yep okay <laughs> were you laughing yeah, I was like um yeah it was definitely an adjustment but um I think how close we are the team as a team helped a lot I bet you became a great recruiter for your coaches because you know I don't how many languages did you speak did you just speak Ukrainian or did you speak two other languages or or what I speak Russian Ukrainian and English yeah, so you could become a, a real good recruiter for your coaches because they mm-hmm. just speak English. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when uh, they say, hey, we're going to recruit this girl from, you know, the Ukraine or Russia, or it didn't even matter, some other country, you could, most most of those athletes speak a little bit of English, it seems like. I could be mm-hmm. way off, but you could kind of say, hey, and tell her your story and say, hey, I made it. Yeah, make it too. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. So when you when you get to become part of a team like like you did at Lipscomb, what's that culture like? I mean, is it because you became the captain? You're the captain of your team right now. Mm-hmm. After five years, were you the captain last year too? Mm-hmm. There you go. Were you the captain the year before that? <laughs> yeah, the the COVID year. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> You've been a captain for three years or four years or what? uh three three years I started when I was a junior and then senior and then fifth year senior so that's awesome so let me ask you this um as a captain you're the leader what kind of culture are you bringing to the team and uh what do you not allow and what do you um you know propagate like let's start Mm -hmm. with what don't you allow what just is not tolerable on your team um I think one of the things that we always hammer on is uh, put in effort. That's all that's ever asked of you. So not putting effort, that's, that's what we're not putting up with. Uh, how, do you, how do you talk to a girl like if she's not giving you the effort that it takes? You know, and you probably didn't have much of that. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's just you see it and it's like, you know, this is this not, this not working. How do you address that as a leader, as a captain? I think, luckily, uh, we're when we get here, we're all very grateful because back home, we don't get the opportunity to play tennis and do school and do it on such a high level. 
So when we get here, I think most people are so grateful and so excited to just put in the work that that's not really an issue. Um, yeah. But don't, don't do any of them ever get like in that comfort zone, like, oh, I made it. And now, you know, they're kind of gliding instead of driving. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think also life hits you every now and then. Yeah. Because uh, sometimes you just see a person, you're like, what's going on? And they're like, well, I have like four exams this week and we're like oh, okay or I have but, a boyfriend yeah so ah! there, there's there's always something yeah. um but most of us are just kind of learn to put things aside and come to just do tennis for ten like for the sake of tennis um because that's the two hours of the day that you don't have any other responsibility but tennis um I love it. so that's kind of like the morale that we're trying to go about once you come in the locker room, you leave everything behind on the tennis court, there's nothing happening. And then yeah. you're going back and whatever it is, we're happy to help. But what's something just unique about your tennis team? Don't tell me, well, it's just a sisterhood and we just love each other and all that. There's something different about the way you guys are connected. And, and uh, what's the secret sauce that makes you different, your team different? Um. In, in all fairness, I think we have so many different, like every person on our team is so different from one another. Like there's not like, when we start a conversation about what we like in terms of food or movies, it's it's like polar opposites all over the way. So I think how different we are and the ability to just, if we disagree about something, just the ability to laugh at it yeah. and kind of find some something comical in the situations that we're like don't understand each other or something because yeah. language barriers are real um so i think that's what kind of brought brings us together um your differences, your, get differences along. your differences yeah. connect you you know yeah. what i love about sport and you can disagree with me or not but just and you've you've got a unique experience um sports can not always but can bring peace because of you're from Ukraine, this girl, like you said, this girl's from Zimbabwe, this girl's from England, this girl's from wherever. And let's get all these, you know, let's get this language barrier overcome with, guess what? We're going to use a tennis racket. Yeah. That's what our team uses. We use this game of tennis to overcome this language barrier. And like you said, even the differences, it doesn't matter. So I believe that sports, music does this as well, I believe, that it transcends racism and, um, you know, division, divisiveness, mm -hmm. you know. Um, what's your thoughts on that? No, that's that's part of the reasons why I love sports so much. And with my dad playing soccer, I like grew up watching soccer. Yeah. Traveling for tennis. Um, just the thought of like, it doesn't matter where you came from, what you've been doing, um, how you, how you ended up at that spot. If you play a game, it's one person against the other and there's nothing else that matters. So it comes down to your skill, what you put in, the work you put in, the work you continue to put in, the effort you have. And it just, it just all comes down to that one moment and there's nothing else that matters. It doesn't matter your skin color, what language you speak, whatever it is it's, it's all about your skill in that sport that you chose to play, um, which I love that. And then with soccer, 
like going to the games, people will be sitting and I don't know, there could be a millionaire and just some like factory worker and or two completely different people from two different words. And one speaks Russian, that speaks Ukrainian, but we both understand each other and we cheer for the same team. We're going to be best friends by the end of the game. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's it like it unites people in the way. And um, as much as it also separates them as we cheer for different teams, but yeah, right. it unites people when you cheer for the same team and when you have the same goal. So. Yeah. When you came over here, we talked about this a little bit earlier. Um, you saw American football kind of, they don't really play American football in Ukraine. What mm-hmm. is so different about that sport compared to the other sports? What do you think it is? Cause I coached football for a living and um, I think it's unique for a lot of reasons, but I'd like to hear your point of view being from a completely different country and mm-hmm. seeing what happens here in America, you know, like with the SEC, how big it is and, and, um, and it's on TV and mm-hmm. what's your, what's your perspective on that? I think the, the fan base here for football is just on another level. Like I've seen soccer. That's, that's the the professional soccer and like football here is kind of the equivalent, but I don't think it even matches it because People here love football. <laughs> they are they are ready to fight for their team, and if they need to, they will go down and be the be the quarterback if they have to. Like it's just it's they will do anything. They think they, think they can play. Yeah, they think they can. But, <laughs> but it just I just they're they're putting it all on the line if they have to. Yeah. Um, and that's that's just kind of been impressive, and just how much entertainment goes into it too. Um, like the halftime shows and all the all the events that are based around the football games so just um, there's a lot based around football which I love Uh, but the game itself too I think it's it's I didn't understand it for one second for uh, when I got here first I was just watching and I was, I was telling one of our um, American friends um, when I was trying to watch football, it's like something happens, like a play happens in like three seconds and I'll be looking away. And then I was like, Oh, I missed it. So I'll be looking at the screen for like the next 10 minutes, just trying to figure out what's happening, but they're not playing. And then I turn away and the other play happens. And I was like, okay, I'm missing all of the game. <laughs> uh, but now that I like understand what's happening when it's happening, I can actually watch it. And just how strategic it is and how everyone's moving and whenever they like draw the plays on the screen, how everyone's moving where, and I was like, Oh, okay. (laughs) There's, there's just so much happening, which I love because there's always something for me to learn. Cause it's a huge team sport, Mm -hmm. huge team sport. What was the first football game you went to, or have you gone to one? I went to Tennessee versus Vanderbilt. um, At At Tennessee. Tennessee. Mm-hmm. at rocky top yep how is that uh, that's like that's yeah. like one of the epic uh traditional college football games of all time yeah yeah it was it was so fun um we went in and the the whole stadium was like like a checkerboard orange and white yeah that was awesome but it was also raining that day so we like we were wearing those um I don't know what they called like the rain poncho like, type thing ponchos yeah and they were like bright orange and I still have the picture and it's like all of us like in the bright orange orange ponchos but it was so much fun and it was still at the time when I was trying to understand the football rules <laughs> um 
but it was just it was just a whole other level to like watch it in person see the crowd just roar yeah yeah and then they the band cranks up and everybody starts mm-hmm. singing rocky top that's yeah that's spectacular that's just super fun mm-hmm. they uh so that's a team sport and i'm going to bring this back to tennis because you play singles and you play doubles i just watched you play doubles the other day mm-hmm. how is doubles how do you like doubles i mean because that's you know, you got to be on the same page with your team, your teammate out there on that court. I mean, what, what is that like for you? I personally love doubles way more than singles. Really? Um, Why? I think it's just the fact that there's someone out there to support and help out. And I know that if I like, if I get nervous at some point, there's another person who can kind of carry the team for a second. Yeah. Um, in singles, it's different because it's all you. And that kind of takes away that pressure of like, oh, I'm not kind of letting you down. But so I don't think I'll get this nervous in tennis in singles ever. But um, it also two sets instead of one. So you have more time to just kind of get nervous, come come down. Yeah. Uh, While in doubles, it's a lot more faster and it's a lot more um, reaction and like mental, I guess. And having the other person there is just, it's just more fun. And um, yeah, it's a, I played both as well. And I think um, doubles is to me, doubles is a little bit less self-talk. You still have that self-talk because you still want to do well. You want to do well for your team, your partner, Mm -hmm. and you want to do well for the the greater cause. But um, when you're out there by yourself, to me, in my brain, there's a lot of self-talk, like, yeah, I gotta go, I gotta do this, you know, whereas your, your partner out there might be saying, hey, man, let's go, let's do this, da, 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 and you get, get more interaction, so that's pretty cool, mm-hmm. so, yeah. hey, um, let's talk about the elephant in the room a little bit, Ukraine is going through, you know, this war type thing, and your family's a little bit uh, in discord right now they're in uh is your dad still back in ukraine mm-hmm. yeah and then your mom and sister got here how'd they get here they had so when i was coming over here for college my mom and my sister got tourist visas just in case if anything happens so they can fly over here pretty like pretty fast and help yeah. me out with whatever i need um and just so they can visit um when they get the chance my dad we knew it was going to be more complicated with work because of his schedule. So we were like, uh, if I have my mom, they can help us out and everything. Um, so they had tourist visas when everything started. And then they just traveled for four days, I think, um, because it was so hard to get out of the country. And then they had to also navigate in Europe and then fly out of Europe to come here. So um, yeah, what a blessing they got here. So how, how did they where are they staying? I mean, you don't have to tell us the address or anything, but you know, just how'd that all come about? Yeah. Um, Lipscomb, well, our coach, uh, she connected us with the church, St. George's church, um, here in Nashville. And then they're just been nothing but helpful, um, in more ways than we could ever imagine with housing, groceries, clothing, whatever it is we need. Cause that's so cool. St. George's church. Mm-hmm. picked up and just said hey they, they kind of that's their mission field right they're like hey let's yeah. help them 
and they've helped you. And are there other girls from the Ukraine on the team? You said there were like two or three other girls and mm-hmm. I would imagine they're helping their families as well. Um, so they, they're connected with um, the, a different church. And so cool. uh, one, yeah, uh, one of the girls is her mom and sister here as well. And then um, the other girl has both of her parents still at home just because they um, they won't be able to travel. Um, her mom is like has a has like a medical condition and she can't travel by herself oh. and her dad can't leave the country. So right. um, they can't travel. You get to speak to your dad. Yeah. Um, well, my mom talks to him every day just to make sure. Yeah. Right. It's all good. I try to talk to him every several times a week. Um, it's his birthday in two days, so okay. Yeah, <laughs> we're definitely talking then. Um, yeah, yeah. Just trying to happy birthday in English and Ukrainian. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Does the, do you sing happy birthday in Ukrainian? We it depends. Sometimes we we can say in, in Russian, singing in Ukrainian, singing in English. Uh, it just depends on the crowd. What's the? Uh, it's not like happy birthday to you, like you know ours. It's it's the same. It's the same melody. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's, That's nuts. It, it goes znam narodzenia, znam narodzenia. Yeah, it's the same melody. Wow. Just different words. <laughs> happy birthday, transcend <laughs> yeah. borders. That's so cool. That is so cool. Well, we'll be praying for your family and and all that. I always ask everybody. Um, what another rep means this show is called another rep and you've been repping since you were like six years old (laughs) Mm -hmm. and um and your friends your teammates have been repping what it doesn't necessarily have to do with sports at all I don't want you to just think ah it's just sports but just what does another rep mean to you Kate um I think when like when we were talking like I said my dad was a great mental coach um for me and that's one of the things that he kind of taught me instilled in me is um just try again um because there's going to be especially with tennis you lose so many matches you're going to win so many matches but you're also going to lose maybe just as many and lies going to come at you and there's going to be obstacles and obstacles and um so just try again and then another thing was um we have this like quote in Ukrainian, um, but it make it kind of makes sense when you translate it into English. Uh, it's one of those things that that gets that a doesn't translate one hundred percent. Yeah, I but get it. it. It means something like I see the goal and I don't see the obstacles. Oh, nice. So nice. you just you just go and you just head first and that's it. So, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Say that in Ukrainian. Я вижу цель, не вижу препятствия. I couldn't, I, whatever. <laughs> I can't repeat it. I tried. But I see the goal. I don't see the obstacles. I totally yeah. get that. Hey, I'm going to ask you this because we're talking about tennis and then I, I'm going to, I'm going to land this airplane here. But um, a guy like Roger Federer, phenomenal tennis player, been playing for, I think he's close to 40 years old now. He might be 39, 38, 39. Maybe he is. I think, I think, I think he is 40. Is he? So, you know, you said you win some and you might, you might, or you lose some and you might win just as many as you lose or whatever. Not him. That dude, what makes him different? If I knew, (laughs) (laughs) I'd be right there by him. (laughs) Um, If he coached you, knowing everything you know about tennis right now, 
if he coached you for one day, what would you hope that he would teach you other than, well, to win? Because you got to reverse engineer the win, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What is it? I don't I think it's um, because whenever you watch him compared to other, it's just how graceful, like peaceful, he's just knows what he's doing. He's doing it. Whatever the outcome, he's just keeps doing it. Yeah. Um, He seems like he has this phenomenal ability to anticipate mm -hmm. and and play like or just think like three shots ahead or you know um he just never flinches yeah I, I he's his skill is also also on another level like sometimes it just he runs for the ball and he's like there's no way he can make the shot or whatever it is and he just he just does yeah just and yeah he's unbelievable Okay, when do you want to play tennis? You versus me. Um, I mean, I'm free of tennis now because I'm done with my college career. So anytime. <laughs> anytime I want an ass whipping, you're going to play. <laughs> I don't know how that translates to Ukrainian, but. <laughs> uh, I don't think that translates again. <laughs> you got a different version of it. I know yeah. that. <laughs> Oh, man. Hey, thanks so much for coming on another rep. I just love having you on here. I know people are going to relate to your story. They're going to be cheering for you and praying for your family. I, I just know it. So I just appreciate you coming on. And uh, thanks. Yeah, I appreciate you having me too and letting me share my story. Kate, thanks again so much for coming on another rep. And once again, if you like it, hit subscribe, hit like, tell all your people, tell your teammates, tell your friends, tell your coaches, tell your aunts and uncles and grandmas and grandpas and everybody. Let's get these reps out there so we can share everybody's stories. Thanks again, Kate. And until we talk again, you keep repping, I'll keep repping. I am out.